reaction Monday, baby, after an exciting week fucking one of the NFL. Yes, sir. The NFL is back with all of its ups and downs, and my team got fucking raped yesterday, but I still finished the day with a smile on my face. Could not be fucking happier that the NFL is back, and one of my favorite Mondays of the year is the first reaction Monday, because... You really don't know what you're going to see. It's all conjecture. We've made a lot of predictions over the last two months, and now we get to see just how right and how wrong we were. So, Marcus, what was something you were right about? Um, what wasn't I right about? I think the, the shorter list is what I was wrong about. But um, <laughs> uh, so, so our first reaction is uh, as to what I was right about. It has to be with the, uh, the young quarterbacks and their teams. Uh, but I, I'm just going to talk about my favorite one, Kyler Murray. And how about that defense in Arizona? Uh, they kind of put all their pieces together. Um, obviously, we know he can play. But I think, um, and I didn't realize this until I think this morning, probably because we had uh, about 38 too many cocktails yesterday. Um, <laughs> yes, Chandler Jones, five sacks. Yep. Five sacks. And then, our, you know, our boy Isaiah uh, Simmons looked like he was piecing it together. Seven tackles, a pick. Um it's going to be a fun road when the uh, the uh, road to the Super Bowl and the NFC goes through Arizona. Yeah, Kyler, Kyler looked unstoppable yesterday, um, and the Titans just looked flat. I mean, Ryan Tannehill did not look good. He didn't look good at all. Um, and uh, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown were the second and third uh highest-producing receivers on that team. Like, who could have fucking predicted that after week one? Insanity. They get blown out 38-13. Yeah, and, and that's the big problem with Tennessee, and we saw a lot of that at, at times last year, but I, I worried you might see even more this year. They are a very, very one-dimensional football team. Um, if they need to score in bunches and score fast to catch up, they're not going to do well. Tannehill's not that guy. Tannehill needs to throw off play action. And they were all over the play action. I don't know if, if you watch any of that game. Like I, I saw Tannehill roll out like twice, where the Cardinals guy was already on the edge, already not fooled by the play action at all, going right towards him. Um, they are they're one dimensional, and, and and this is what worries me about Derrick Henry. I mean, I kept him in one of my fantasy leagues, and every time I've gotten Derrick Henry, I've gotten him with some apprehension, and I know he's done so good. But this is the game that you fear from with Derrick Henry. He get they take him out of the game in the first half, and he can't catch, so he's useless in comeback games. It's really a nightmare to be an, a Henry owner when when you see them go down in the first half. Absolutely, they they completely like he doesn't even have a helmet. He's on the sideline, like you know he's not getting in the game. In this revamped Titans defense, where was it? Horrible. <laughs> I mean, Kyler Murray just marched all over them, and, and and Kyler Murray. I mean, let's face it, he was electric at the beginning of last year before the shoulder injury. Kyler Murray looked like he, he had a good chance of finishing as, if not MVP, you know, the number one fantasy uh, quarterback. So uh, it, it's it's interesting what he can do when he's healthy. Yeah, I, th I think their biggest benefit is, like, you know, an improved defense. You know, obviously uh, five sacks a game from uh, Chandler Jones isn't sustainable, but they were balanced all over. So he played good defense. Um and run the ball. Uh, Chase Edmonds had 60-some-odd yards. I think uh, James Conner had like 60-some-odd yards. So when you talk about having that type of balance as more of like a complete team, it takes all the pressure off, which opens up some more space uh, uh, for old Kyler. Definitely. Yeah, they got a really good front seven. I mean, it's, 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 I think, I think the, the 
you know, the defensive backfield is going to be their weakness when they actually face a team that can pass, and they're going to face a lot of those in the NFC West. Um, the Rams are going to be formidable opponents, and speaking of the Rams, holy shit, we've all been waiting for it, but um, I, I, I honestly can't tell if the Rams are that good or if the, the Bears are that bad. I, th- I think it's a combination of both. Yeah, and they're they're poorly coached. There's a lot of situations where you know the Bears just look outclassed from a coaching standpoint. Um, I mean, McVay does that to a lot of people, and, and Nagy looks you know like the, the the worst coach. Pretty much, you'll see that 17 weeks this year. Um, but we see a little bit of Fields, but only in really obvious passing app or sorry running applications. And um, I'm just super worried for that team, and super worried that. They're going to stick with Dalton for you know four weeks too long. I, I really thought that we were going to uh, see Fields name the starter either this morning or shortly after the game last night. Um, I, I, th- I think the Bears actually might be better than we think, but I, I'm going to stay on the uh, the Rams are that good. Stafford looked so damn good. Um, you know, having having a balanced team, man. This is they're they're going to obviously a real real threat, um, and obviously still one of my favorites to uh, take it all the way. Passing game looks so good, so balanced. You know, everybody contributing pretty, pretty evenly. Uh, obviously, Cooper Cup seems there seems to be a little bit of chemistry there. If you're Cooper Cup owner, that's a good thing. Um, but Stafford, man, it's it's I know it's one game, but it's it's hard not to react and think, man, is this what he looks like with a competent organization? <laughs> Stafford throwing bombs all down the field. I mean, it, just that his long ball has always been so pretty, and it just looks so fucking good. Um, people have been, you know, salivating over uh, Robert Woods all offseason. Not me. I've been on the Cooper Cup train the whole time. If, if you've read anything about the Rams, Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford are already great friends. So it's good to know that Matthew Stafford's making some friends in L.A. because I don't think he actually knows anybody in the L.A. area. None that I'm aware of. None that no, I'm aware of. Definitely not. None that he went to high school with or anything like that. <laughs> but what to make of this, this Bears defense? Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? He went from one of the most electric, you know, defenders in the league, got paid, dude disappeared the second he got paid. He might be the worst. He is such a bad tackler. So fucking bad. Yeah, which which is a shame. All, I think it was an all-pro either last year or the year before. Two years uh, ago. You know, yeah, lowly drafted guy. Um, high praise, but... Uh, he's got to bring it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully for Chicago's sake, he can try to return to some form because uh, they they need him. They're 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 weak all over. I watched the game, you know, like most late night kind of primetime games. I'm, I'm multitasking. I got other stuff going on, but I don't remember hearing Max' name like at all. Yeah, I don't. I, I he he wasn't involved in the game at all. That's 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 not good. You know, for everything they gave up for him, uh, I feel like he needs to be a difference maker regularly. And you know, we talk about those edge rusher guys. You know, when we were talking about. Uh, T.J. Watt's contract, you can't pay a guy that much money and have him disappear at times. Ever. Not a single game. Yeah, and I'm not too worried about it because we all know McVay. He definitely game-planned to take Khalil Mack out of it. I mean, that, that's what you have to do. You got you got to take their most disruptive guy completely out of the equation. Um, you could see them doing it. Uh, Roquan Smith still looked good. I think, I think the defense is still going to be really good for the Bears. I really do. Um, but this whole Andy Dalton thing, that this promise that they made to Andy Dalton – it's so fucking stupid, and I, I saw, you know, Chris Collinsworth, holy shit, man, if, if, if his face wasn't orange by the end of the night from all the dick-sucking he was doing from Andy Dalton, just, just such an Andy Dalton apologist, 
uh, just embarrassing and, and talking down to fans. Like it basically saying, like, if you think that Justin Fields should be in there, like you don't know football, like no motherfucker. And, and I, and I hate it. I saw on all on Twitter, like Andy Dalton didn't lose the game. Andy Dalton never loses games. That's not what he does folks. He's never lost games, but he's never going to win it for you. And we know now that the bears are not good enough to be in that situation. Like they don't have a good enough roster for Andy to just carry Andy Dalton along for the whole season. Um, Absolutely not. It's going to take him too long. I mean, now, now it's the Bengals. Bengals look good last week or this week. And uh, it could be another loss for him. Yeah. They're actually way better up front um, on both ends. And I was that any of us were thinking um, that, you know, obviously they, they did a lot of splitting with Minnesota, but they were, they, they appeared relatively dominant um, at, at big chunks of the game. Remember yeah. all those Jamar Chase concerns, you know, all the drops, all the issues, everything. Um, I think he zero drops, five catches, 100 yards, touchdown. It's an okay stat line for your your first pro game. Yeah. Right? Uh, yep. Jamar Chase looks good. I mean, it's obviously played together. Their chemistry's there. Um, it's, you know, but uh, the, the Vikings, Vikings, Breland was just getting burned all day. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see. You know, now that now that they teams up to take him seriously, like why was Breland defending him in the first place? It's kind of bizarre. Um, I know Patrick Peterson isn't fast enough to get him, but I mean, they they should have had a better game plan going in on that. Vikings got taken off guard. I mean, there there was awful calls in that play, in that game, but you, in the end, there's always going to be bad calls in in every NFL game. Uh, in the end, it was the fucking sloppy mistakes. Over 120 yards were the penalties. Over 120 yards. More yeah, I think I think I was reading. It was like what, it was like seventy five, eighty, eighty five, something total yards and on and penalties on the offensive line. Yeah, they, false start. They had they had it was a three plays in a row with a false start. Yep, it, yeah. three three of their first five plays were false starts. I mean, yeah, you can't do that in the NFL. Yep, they're they're uh, they're kind of looking like the Cowboys there for a little bit. Get a good drive going, holding false start, holding. All right, cool. First and fifty eight. Nice. What are we gonna do now? Quarterback draw. It, I, I don't know. It's just one of those games where the refs just seem to have it in for the Vikings. I mean, no, nothing went their way. The Bengals did, but I will say the Bengals even had bad calls against them. Uh, there, there was a horrible holding call at, at the beginning of the game in the, in, the, in the end zone that the Vikings did benefit from, but they were still clearly driving. So, you know, all around, and, you know, you can't blame the Bengals for how bad the refs were, but they were really bad. I mean, two just obvious replays. Um, I'm watching it with Bengals fans, and even they're like, "Yeah, that's a fucking terrible call." But <laughs> I, I, I could the Dalvin Cook thing. I could I could have stomached a lot more the Dalvin Cook fumble, even though it's I, it, to me it's so obvious that he was down. I could stomach that more if the JJ thing didn't happen. Which I'm sorry if, if you think that that wasn't a touchdown, you don't know what you're talking about, including those refs. That's that's that was an embarrassment, and obviously that didn't affect the Vikings at all. But just the fact that they made that call set the pace for the game, and just showed the type of game that they were going to call. It's pathetic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so how long until we got to look at that replay system and, and come up with something better than, you know, 16 uh, individual teams? I mean, there's just I, – I think you're split, splitting it out to the point where there's 16 different teams handling these reviews that you're not getting the best people and the most consistent people. 
have a situation room, have the same guys every single Sunday making the same decisions. I just, I, I don't isn't understand. That what, isn't that what they do in baseball? They have like, you know, certain hubs for the games that they, they call they into? They do that. And I, I don't know how the NBA is ran, but I know baseball and hockey are both the same. There's a central room that makes a decision. They literally just radio it in to the guy and say, hey, say this. And it takes that that off the ref. It's not the referee in the building making that call. And it also puts it into a central location where it's it's people who this is all they do. They look at these kind of plays night in and night out, and then you get a lot more consistency that way. Yeah, I mean, you take the pressure off the refs, and no one can really yell at them. But you know, obviously, looking down there uh, on the field while you're hearing all the noise, everyone bitching and booing at you, it, it either affects your call then or other calls going forward later in the game. Yeah, I mean, the refs are human. They, you know, those those things do sway you play in like you can't be a completely neutral uh you know witness when you're in that environment especially because it's on the home sideline too (laughs) yep and just man i I gotta tell you zach taylor's got some fucking balls on him man that guy i kind i kind of dig it his fourth the guy will go for fourth down it's obvious on any situation so that kind of that that is a crazy thing because we we know that joe burrow is really good at the hard count so what that does is like they might line up and you think, oh, they're just going to draw us off sides like on their own 30. No, that motherfucker's willing to go for it. They were up by 14 points. They went for it on their own 30, which still I, I love I love ballsy plays. <laughs> There's no chance you do that. I mean, they got the Vikings right. The Vikings aren't even in the game if they don't do that. Um, so but at, at the same time, though, I admire it. I think more teams need to go for it, especially if you're on the 40 and beyond and you're losing, you know, trailing, trying to build some momentum. You got to go for it. And Joe Burrow is the perfect guy for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep keep the pressure on the other team, man. Yep. I'm, I'm all for people who play to win instead of not to lose. You know, you talk about you know, prevent defenses. I, I know Marcus and I talk about this all the time. It's the one thing I hate in all sports probably the most. Yep. It prevents you from winning. Yep. That's it. A, po- a couple good things for the Vikings. The, the defensive line is really fucking good. It got going really slowly, but um, the guy that looked just absolutely ridiculous was, um, uh, oh God, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, our, our, our nose tackle, who was just a fucking beast the entire that game. Tomlinson? No. Uh, or the other I, one? I don't know why I'm fucking blanking on his name. Um, but he, he was just absolutely just bull rushing right up the middle. And you're right. The Bengals are way better in the trenches than we thought. Uh, it, it, it took Daniel Hunter a long time to get going in that game. He eventually was. I mean, the Vikings were getting at Burrow in that second half. Uh, the Vikings defense is going to be just fine. What they need to clean up is this fucking atrocious offense, which starts you at. Can't, and you, can't, you can't have that many penalties no, ever. That's just, it's just inexcusable from, from get-go. And terrible play calling. I mean, they they would just stall drives because they're putting in Kirk Cousins' hand early, and you don't do that, man. He's such a game manager, just go with the flow guy. You got to put it in Dalvin's hands early and get the running game going. Uh, Kirk Cousins is never going to elevate other players. He he plays as the rest of the team goes. So you got to get the running game going. The most su- most surprising game of the week, obviously, Saints just absolutely fucking destroying the Packers. I mean, we're talking who who would have possibly thought that you would see Jordan Love in this game. Um, it does not look good for the Packers, and it looks really fucking good for the Saints. If the Saints can get that kind of balance, I mean, they, they have contributions on you know, all three teams. They looked really good. And, and if they can put Jameis in a situation where he just needs to manage the game, uh, be careful with the football. You know his efficiency was was unbelievable. Five touchdowns on like 150 yards passing. 
Uh, that Jameis is dangerous because um, he can still has the ability to tap in and get you big plays and situations. Um, if you're not, if he doesn't need to win the game for you, you're in a great situation. Yep. Yeah. He. Uh, I think that was the uh, <clears throat> the least amount of yards passed for uh, accumulating five touchdowns. Um, the good news is if. If you do need it, obviously he's shown more than capable to win those games. But man, having a, just having a sound defense where the pressure's not on him from the first stat, snap, it, you know, it just makes all the difference. It's huge because even when he played for the Bucks, you'd see him make this impossible play, impossible play, and then pick. <laughs> mm. If if you try to, make, if he's forced to do these impossible plays on everyone, he's going to make mistakes because he's aggressive. It's the best thing about him, though. If he's not aggressive on that fourth and one on the goal line, they don't get that touchdown. That th- Those are the type of ridiculous throws that he makes where he puts it right where the wide receiver can get it. And sometimes he's overly aggressive and he's going to make mistakes. But if they keep that running game going and that offensive line looks that good, Jameis is going to be a force. That defense is so fucking good. Yeah, it makes you kind of... Um, and obviously, the, the the South is going to be a much better division than we were all thinking. You know, obviously, we're talking the Bucks are going to run away with it. But um, obviously, we're all kind of high on the Panthers. But um, is, is it too early to talk about the uh, the uh, the mantle of worst division in football being passed from the NFC East to the North? <laughs> Not a single win over there. It's the only division winless. Oh, and the Packers, obviously, the the banner team for this division. And I think the pa- Packers are fucked. I mean, hey, I've only been calling it for months now. Um, I said in our NFC North preview, I don't like this team. I don't like anything about it. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to struggle while Bakhtiari's out. Um, I think Aaron Jones is going to struggle. Aaron Jones was non-existent. Uh, if you have Aaron Jones in fantasy, you need to be very fucking scared. <laughs> you should be very, very scared because I saw A.J. Dillon in on first down multiple times, and that is a horrible sign for you in fantasy. Yeah, I'm actually pretty glad that the uh, the three of us here on the talking tonight are we're all in the same wavelength when it comes to uh, Aaron Jones and stay away. Yeah, all season. I think it's interesting that probably the 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 team that surprised me the most, or at least exceeded their expectations um, the most, the Lions, given the 49ers all they could handle. Yes, that's the next game I really, really wanted to t- talk about well, for we a variety we, of reasons. We can't go away from the Packers game yet. We haven't even talked about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this guy looks out of sorts as fuck. He's not stepping up in, in on his throws. Did you see his two picks? They were horrible. I mean, one of them, he, he the, the guy was clearly you know going across the field, and he threw it like seven yards behind him. It was a horrible pass. I mean, what is is should we be worried about Aaron Rodgers? I don't well, think so. I, I know. He, I he know was they were saying MVP that he's, he's seven months ago. He was the MVP. Um, he just looks like a guy who decided he wanted to skip all practices this offseason. But I, he's always kind of struggled in Florida games. Like, any, like you know, obviously good stats, but he, I think he's got a losing record in like Florida stadiums, whether it be Jacksonville, Tampa, or Miami, like throughout his career. I'd have to double check that stat, but there's a, there's a lot to be worried about. You know, the, obviously the mental end of the game is uh the most important thing you know past the athletics but um you know drew's just like you said he's he's having a baby expect three points out of him he's done for the year but the best thing that could happen the best thing that could happen to green bay is uh him and his lady friend separate then the league can watch out i think he'll bounce back um I, I, definitely a little statement at the end there they not only pulled rogers but the entire first team offense basically um, even you know, Devontae Adams, which Devontae Adams' value is very much linked to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's there's no way around that. But I, I think he bounces back again. You know, he, he was the MVP just last season. 
Yeah, uh, but I mean, I, I just I worry. I wonder how much of that MVP season had to do with the fact that his offensive line was so insanely good. Um, it's 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 just if if his line's not there for him and the guys are getting to him like the Saints were, I I just I really worry for him. Um, I still think he's going to be really good, but uh, yeah, I, there's there's definitely reason reason to be a little bit worried about them, especially you know because once Bakhtiari got hurt. I mean, you saw what what happened to him in the playoffs last year. Um, Bucks getting after him, and that's exactly what the Saints did. The Saints just repeated exactly what the Bucks did, except for Aaron Rodgers was he, he wasn't as scrappy as he was in the Bucks game. It was a terrible game, yep. terrible game. Absolutely. Yeah. N- next Monday night could be interesting, man. This could be a uh, a statement piece there for Dan Campbell when the uh, the Lions travel to Lambeau. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's a there's a big chip on Green Bay's shoulder to show out, but you know this game as of now is a lot more interesting than it was go- before yesterday uh, happened. But I tell you what, Aaron Rodgers definitely looks like somebody who already had the kid um, because he looks exhausted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looked worn and like he just like he spent the entire offseason just baking in the sun. Yeah, he looks like he's, like, on a vegan diet. It looks like he's been, like, uh, smoking cigarettes. Like, he just looks like he hasn't been taking care of himself. It's weird. He looks like a, a ve- like a vegetarian looks. He looks like he's kind of, like, wasting away. He does yeah. not look healthy at all. <laughs> yeah, just wrinkly and emaciated. <laughs> so you were talking about you were talking about Dan Campbell um, in, in, in an insanely impressive effort by the Lions. You got to fucking give it to Dan Campbell. And even Jared Goff, man. Jared Goff looked fucking good. If you would have told me that Jared Goff would have 25 more fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers, I would have fucking kicked you in the nuts. But if Dan, he he did throw it 57 times. Um, If Dan Campbell wins six games this year, he needs to be coach of the year. (laughs) I wish, I wish it worked that way. Um, There's really so much to um, digest with that game. But before we like kind of dig into like what happened, I I really want to talk about, I think the biggest question mark that that happened. And that's the, uh, Trey Sermon not, uh, you know, being the, uh, you know, pulled healthy scratch. Here's the thing. This morning when I pulled up the uh, 49ers depth chart, uh, obviously Mostert's off because of the IR. Trey Sermon just fell to third. He's the So I, I want to know what's going on over there. Obviously huge, huge fantasy uh, implications, but that's that's kind of like out, a very abnormal situation. I'm curious because something similar happened with Ayuk as well, where he just, wasn't targeted, didn't play. Uh, we don't really know why. He, he practiced in the middle of the week. And then there were some beat writers who, who were commenting um, about, I think the, the, the term used was that he needs to learn how to be a pro. So I don't know if if there's some issues in the locker room, some immaturity issues in the locker room, and Sermon's involved in that as well. Sounds like those two pieces could definitely fit together. Uh, maybe a rules violation or something. You know, I don't want to speculate too much, but but there's definitely something going on there. Um, and I think we'll definitely find out this week if they, you know, they, they need running backs now. Yeah, they're they're going to be digging through. So I guess for you guys, um, uh, there's only pretty much one person that everyone has to be uh, target targeting, and it's got to be Elijah Mitchell, right? He's got to be going off with the a uh, um, lot of dollars going to him in the auctions. Yeah, he's going to be the hottest uh, pickup of the week for sure. Um, he's a guy that I mean, the fact that they kept a six rounder. Over their third round round guy, who you know, 
was expected to be. I mean, a lot of people thought he was at RB two. I I've I've been fading him for a while. Uh, I, I I like Trey Sermon, but you, you just never know what you're going to get, especially out of backfields like the 49ers. And look what we got, Elijah Elijah fucking Mitchell might be the starter going forward. Uh, who saw that coming? Nobody. And that's exactly why you don't gamble on these fucking backfields. Because guys like Shanahan are going to roll the dice. They're going to go with the hot hand. You know Trey Sermon, he won't be a healthy scratch this week because they need him. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's definitely, I mean, we've talked about that a lot. It's just that, that's not a backfield that you invest in. Uh, because if Shanahan, get, you know, is, is, everything's running to plan, he wants to get the ball in the hand of like four or five guys yep. out of the backfield, including wide receivers. Yeah, and dude, Hawkinson. Oh, man, Hawkinson is going to fucking eat. I really wanted Hawkinson, but in in both my leagues, I got elite tight ends, so I didn't need him. Hawkinson was always my fallback plan. I mean, for me, it was, you know, uh, Kelsey, uh, then Darren, and then, like, the third. That's when it got really dicey. I had Kittle or Hawkinson at 3-3, like 3A and 3B. Like I, I, that's how much I think of Hawkinson. This guy is going to end up with a hundred. I, I said, I said during our earlier podcast, he's going to end up with 150 targets at tight end. He's, he's going to be a monster. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see him show out. You know, he's been good. Um, but I, th- I think he still averaged like 10, 11 points a uh, game last year, which was still like a tight end five overall, give or somewhere in there. Um, but you need, you need days out of like, out of this, like this out of him. Um, is what what's going on with their backfield? Uh, it's you know it's good when you're able to div- divvy up all the kid the workload, but uh, you gotta be sweating if you're a uh, uh, DeAndre Swift owner. I don't know. Yeah, I think he I think he caught eight balls. Um, he's he he looks like he's gonna be really involved in the pass game. Look, they they, they were getting blown out early. They they, mm-hmm. they they came back later in that game, but Swift was their second leading receiver. So if you're in a PPR league, I think Swift is still gonna be ridiculously valuable. Yeah, they, they I think they put up twenty five and twenty four points in Williams respectively. Um, the th- interesting thing is they threw the ball 57 times and I think both running backs and the tight end, uh, out targeted any of the receivers. So they're not, they're not, this is, I don't think they're gonna be pushing the ball down the field. I think it's gonna be a lot of short and intermediate passing. I legitimately think that both Williams and Swift are startable in, in most for in PPR format. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, which is I, weird. Did you team. ever think you'd be starting two Lions running backs? <laughs> I, I, I love, I love the Lions. Like when I say I love the Lions, they're they're a horrible roster. Like one of the worst rosters I've ever seen. They are going to play upset a lot this year. Wouldn't be surprised. Like Dan Campbell, he is the type of motherfucker that could beat the Packers. You realize how few times the pack the Lions have beat the Packers? I think it's twice ever in Aaron Rodgers' entire career. Um, it's it's. It's unheard of, but Dan Campbell, you, he's that he's just that fucking crazy. And you know when some teams get down near the end and they're down three touchdowns and they just start running the ball, they're like, all right, let's get this over with. I don't see Dan, Dan Campbell doing that. Nope. I think he's going to try to come back in every single game until there's zero seconds left on the clock. Yep. No, yeah, I, that's what they need over there. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah, the last time they had a coach with any type of attitude was Schwartz, who used to try to fight Harbaugh when he got slapped in the back after taking that L. <laughs> Basically, what I heard from him in his opening press conference is we can't tell these players that they're playing for the Lions. I got to do everything I can to make to convince them that this is not the Lions of, of yesteryear. Like, it, it, it's I love it. I love his philosophy. I think he's going to go far. I think he's actually going to be successful in Detroit. And I'm actually I'm excited about everything that they're building. You know, it's funny when you talk about like what it takes to be like a head coach, because obviously every year, 
you have a different candidate who is a new guru who deserves a head coaching job. Um, you know, obviously they come in every single year that everyone talks about. And unfortunately, the uh, the most recent one that was brought up, which is a complete and terrible joke, was uh, Kellen Moore. Uh, missed me with that. But um, uh, Dan Campbell, just, obviously you wouldn't have like, really expected him to be the name. But, you know, you, have to, you really just have to love and respect what's going on in, uh, in Detroit for a city that desperately needs some um, respectable football. Kellen Moore would have been a classic, terrible Lions hire. I, it, oh my gosh, it would have been fucking horrible. They yeah, made the right they were hire. talking about it on on Thursday. They're like, oh, well, he's he deserves a head coaching job. Like, kiss my ass, just because you can coordinate. Some guys are just meant to be coordinators. Some guys are just meant for certain roles, and he's going to be one of them that just just keep him where he's at. Why? Because he can. He calls the most single dimensional offense in the fucking I've ever seen. Like, dude, Kellen Moore it was, was it, terrible. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But they they were t- they were talking about it during the game, and it kind of made me want to puke a little bit. Yeah, a, a game where they literally can't get the run game going with you know a top five running back. Uh, no, fucking Kellen Moore is embarrassing. He's he's bad. Um, and the Cowboys are going to pay for that this year. Uh, dude. Uh, obviously, um, the Broncos Giants game it went pretty much exactly as I thought it would. Um, uh, the Giants are the Giants are bad. They uh, they are not a good team. <laughs> I don't. I really. If Saquon Barkley can that can look that bad, I mean, this team is they're so fucked. They're going to be battling Jacksonville, I think, for uh, uh, for the, the for number one pick there. Yeah, and they're they're bad in the trenches, which is not good. Um, you know, obviously they had a lot. Just a bunch of people just decided to retire instead of play for them, which was not a good sign. Um, and. It's just a really bad roster. It sucks. You know, you want you want to see new coaches be successful. Usually special teams coaches translate really well into head coaches. We've seen that a few times. But, man, it is a sad state of affairs. Do you guys think Joe Judge could be sitting on the hot seat if they uh, you know finish the top two or three pick? I've always hated him. Never liked the guy. And yeah. never a big fan. And, man, you, just, you still have to feel for Daniel Jones, man. You're going to have no freaking help there. And he's pre- he's going to end up like his career is going to end up being over and catching a pretty uh, a short stick over there with in New York. Oh, I don't agree it's a short stick at all. We, we, I think it's it's overrated how bad his receiving core. I mean, he's got Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and Kenny Galladay. I mean, that's not a horrible receiving core by, by any measure. Um, he's also got Saquon Barkley, a guy you can dump it off to. He was the leading rusher. Yesterday, for the Giants, yeah. with what twenty six yards? Yep, that's. I think it was, it was something. It was something poor. Or you're pissed. You're pissed if you've got him. I think in my one of my. Uh, I joined a, a dynasty league from the from the get go. I think my two running backs were Barkley and Zeke. That was a great start. Yeah. Woo. Two point five yards to carry. Yeah. So what is like it? Points. What does it take for Gettleman to finally get fired? Um, because that is a bad roster. He won't. It's crazy, right? He's he's like he's got like Howie Roseman like job security where it doesn't matter what he does. He, you know, no, he won't get fired. He's 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 so in with the owners and it really is. It's like it's it's like the fucking you know the the coach's son that we all played with in little league. That's who Gettleman is. He's like no matter what he does, he's gonna be the guy. It's crazy to me because I mean you can just look at that and and it's you know. Yeah, Joe Judge. No one's. You know, you said you're not a fan. Probably not a good coach, but that roster is not a competitive roster. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah, they have 
talent at the skill positions, but there are so many glaring holes at important positions on that team. I mean, the, the offense and defensive lines are not good. Nope. Nope. But dude, you got to give it up for Teddy B. Teddy B is where he needs to be. This is where, this is where Teddy Bridgewater can be really good because I really think the Broncos are they're, they're good. They're a really good team. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited because I think, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about that game. Obviously, that was one of my favorites, but um, all anyone has been able to really talk about the last couple of years is they're a, a competent quarterback away from being like legit contenders. Uh, the defense is really good. Um, it was nice to see Melvin Gordon getting a lot of touches. Obviously, they're splitting with uh, Javante Williams a good bit, but to watch Melvin Gordon still be like the lead, um, you know, obviously a very productive day. Yeah, uh, Melvin Gordon, I mean, he, he had that huge run. Um, and, dude, really big relief for Broncos fans. Uh, the guy that I have just loved all offseason, and I was so sad I got him in neither of my fantasy leagues, but he was just going off, is Jerry Judy. It looked like he snapped his ankle. I don't know if you saw that play, but it looked gross. Yeah, I thought he was down. I guess they did confirm a high ankle sprain, yep. but uh, still four to six weeks. Um, but uh, his loss is the gain for others, and I'm pretty pumped right now that I've got K.J. Hamler sit- sitting around. For sure. Yep. And that – Yeah. That... Good. Oh, good. Uh, I was just going to say, I think Bridgewater is in a good spot. You know, he's everything that Locke was not going to be for them. Um, I'm glad they made the move when they did. Uh, but, like, Melvin Gordon just won't go away. Like, I feel like he's been on his last leg for three, four years, and he just won't go away. I always want the other guy, and he just continues to produce. He's also only like twenty eight as well, uh, so he's he's still yeah. he's still got some juice in the he's tank, a, man, and he looks good. A, he's a real old twenty eight though. They, they ran him a lot at at, uh, at Wisconsin. I, I I knew to stay away. From, I I was not touching this backfield um, because if you get Melvin Gordon, he's going to have good games, but then he's going to have terrible games, um, and it, it's just going to be a timeshare. And then Melvin Gordon's going to get all the goal line carries carries because he's a monster in the red zone. So yeah, I I, I stayed far away from this backfield, and it, definitely it, it's going to be up and down all year long, back and forth, yep. back and forth. Let's talk about yep. Marcus fucking Steelers. They get it done with with great special teams, uh, some smash mouth defense, some spectacular catches out of your wide receivers. Uh, dude, you pulled it out in in Buffalo. Even the uh, the dead receivers who died on the field came back to catch touchdowns yesterday. Um, it was nice, but if I learned anything of value from that game is do not slap furniture at a bar. Yeah. Um, apparently celebrating your team winning and making big plays is frowned upon. Um, but it's kind of, you know, what uh, we're expecting to see. Uh, obviously, there's some patches. They got some work to do on the offensive line. couple rookies out there. But it's not like uh, Buffalo's a terrible defense. They're, they're going to play some good defense all year long. Um Pittsburgh's defense is what this season is going to be about. Melvin Gordon, uh, Melvin Ingram looked freaking fantastic. Um, it doesn't show much on the stat sheet. I think he wrecked in like two or three tackles, but he was in Josh Allen's face all day, all day long. Um, and yeah, they just, they, they look great. I'm pretty excited for uh, what, what's to come. Marcus, the king of inside jokes on the podcast. Uh, we almost got kicked out of a bar yesterday uh, when the Steelers went up. Uh, the uh, manager came up to us and said, in the cuntiest way possible, 
you know, I know you guys are having a good time, but uh, if you could please stop smacking my furniture. And the furniture that Marcus is smacking in this bar, it's like solid wood, something that's never going to break in a million years. He was slapping it hard. We were getting a little rowdy, and things were starting to <laughs> break. <laughs> but uh, it, there was no furniture breaking, and the things that were falling had nothing to do with the slapping. But, yeah, we did almost get kicked out of a bar yesterday because of our rowdiness. Uh, that's that's week one, baby. How else do you welcome in the NFL season? Hell yeah. Wouldn't I'm just excited it. as a, uh, a fan of another AFC East team that the Bills look like that regression might be a thing. Might They did not look very sharp. I think they're going to be fine. Um, I, I honestly think that the Steelers are are just their, – their defense is, is good. It's going to be it's going to be a force. And, um, uh, I mean, they, they had it clicking on all sorts. They, they, took, they blocked that punt. Um, Which I haven't seen in years, yeah. maybe a te- decade. Yeah, Stewart's are gonna be solid. I mean, I, I still, I still think that they are the team that I thought they were, uh, but they are. They're, they're going to be a playoff contender, and yeah. But I, I wouldn't worry too much about the Bills. No, they're they're good. They're going to be good, man. Um, it was it was like watching a um, that game was kind of like watching a heavyweight fight, man. Just everyone's throwing slugs back and forth at each other and fighting to the end. Um, uh, at least as of right now, my uh, prediction of the Dolphins winning the East is holding strong. Um, but um, yeah, the B- Buffalo is going to be good. Pittsburgh is going to be good. Um, this, you know, you're going to be probably seeing them back in the playoffs here, matching back up. Um, and I think uh, I th- we were watching one of the shows, and uh, you know, they're talking about giving Tomlin the game ball for the for the day. But uh, um, you know, our our our, de- our defensive coordinator doesn't get any love. You know, Pittsburgh averaged like 18 points a game given up in the last like six years. That's that's impressive. Damn impressive over a six-year span. Yep. I mean, you also have to remember that Tomlin was a defensive coordinator his entire career leading up to that, so he's also a defensive mind. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it is interesting that they would give Tomlin the game ball after that game. <laughs> yeah, but right. Dude, another healthy scratch in this game. Zach Moss, another guy I've been fading and was not going to fucking touch with a 100-foot pole. I just don't think he's that talented. But a healthy scratch is, what, is this, it's his second year? What? Yeah, I mean that was a that was a bad draft pick. Let's face it. Uh, uh, running back out of Utah really doesn't excel in anything. Um, but yeah, it's another one I'm, I'm less interested because of I don't really care about the guy. I don't think he's good. But it's still interesting to see if it's something comparable, like uh, Trey Sermon or what's going on over there. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, they cannot. They cannot rely on just Devin Singletary uh, carrying the workload for him. For sure. Well, let's, Definitely not. Let's keep it on the East. Uh, Dolphins squeak out one against the Patriots. Um, this is a it was a really boring game. <laughs> every every time I glance back at it, I'm just like, oh man, I'm so fucking glad that we have more TVs on that we can we can watch because it just looked like a defensive slobber knocker. Um, but uh, my take of this game is Mac Jones is the real deal. Yeah, yeah, he looked he looked good. He looked confident. Um, he got threw away the ball, and the, and the biggest thing that I liked that he did is when the rush got to him, and you need to step up and make a throw. He didn't fade away. He didn't he didn't shy away. We talked about Aaron Rodgers doing that earlier. He stepped up. He made the throw on time on target and took the hit. Uh, made some really big plays. Had a couple rookie lapses. You know things that you'd like to see. Got turned around one time and threw the ball at the the tight end's feet, backward lateral. I'm not really sure what happened there. Don't know if he. Got turned around and thought he was facing the other direction, um, but some uncharacteristic fumble issues. And I, 
If you're uh, a Stevenson owner, I don't know. That guy might not play again until like week five. (laughs) (laughs) I was never high in Stevenson, but man, dude, Damian Harris commanding that backfield. Unlike any, and I, and I knew it when Cam Newton went down and they got rid of fucking Sony Michelle, it was all systems go for Damian Harris. Yeah. We haven't seen a a featured back like that in New England in like, Probably seven Corey or eight years. He's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the one season with Legarrette Blunt, like it, it's been a minute. He's super efficient yeah, Matt, with the ball. Yeah, I think uh, what I what I appreciate and like about Damon Harris, remember he's an Alabama guy um, who was kind of overlooked. You know, he played five years over there because they were bringing in such studs every single year, and but he was always making plays. So it's good. To, it's actually really good to uh, see him get that opportunity. But. Um, yeah, Mac Jones, 281 against a damn solid Dolphins defense. Uh, things are going to be looking bright um, over in New England, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, at least they got the L, though. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. and I think they'll come back, get a little more cohesive. Um, either Gilmore plays or they get assets back for him. So the defense will probably improve a little bit. But it looked pretty good. Matt Judon making an early splash definitely was kind of the heart and soul of that front seven. Uh, so it's interesting to see Ravens fans cast him off and, and think there's nothing left there because he made a couple of explosive plays. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, the game was actually pretty much how I was anticipating it to be. A little slow, defensive struggle. Unfortunately, it was tied for the lowest score, but I, I had that one pegged as the lowest amount of points. Um, but yeah, I definitely couldn't possibly fathom Mac Jones flirting with 300 in his first uh, first game. Um do you guys think he's going to have more career 300-yard games this season than Alex Smith in his entire career? <laughs> I think he'll certainly have more than Tua had his rookie year, which was zero. Or I, th- I think he had one. I think he had I just, one. Uh, I love that it's the 2021 season. We're still finding ways to sneak in Alex Smith digs. He's so bad in the mornings, too, by the way. <laughs> I mean, speaking, speaking of Alex Smith, Tua... Uh, Tua is who we th- thought he is. Uh, th- this Dolphins team is good. I mean, that, that, that's that's really what you need to gather from this. And Tua is just a guy. He's just a guy. He's 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 so average. But you know who's not just a guy, and you know who's gonna be really fucking good is Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle's good. His run after the catch, his ability to get to full speed is is really impressive. Um, he was he was a lot of fun to watch, honestly. Even when he was cutting up the defense. Uh, definitely a lot of fun to watch. And what I thought was interesting, you talk about Tua just being a guy. A lot of times in short yardage situations, they were going to Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. So I just don't understand. Like Jacoby Brissett's like a fringe guy to even be on an NFL roster, and he's on there on like high leverage plays, and they're taking Tua out, which is which is odd. You saw that a lot yesterday. I mean, whether it be the Bears or the San Francisco, I mean, Trey, Trey fucking uh, uh, Lance, Trey Lance had a touchdown, like. Um, every single skill position drafted in the top 20 of, of, of last year's draft scored a touchdown, except Kyle Pitts, which is who we're going to talk about next. Uh, fucking the Falcons are easily bottom three in the league, maybe the worst team in the league. They are so fucking bad, it's, and they're gonna, just going to get worse. Uh, if you think the Eagles are this good, they're not. Uh, but Jalen Hurts is is good. <laughs> I mean, Jalen Hurts could be a top five fantasy quarterback this year I almost have no doubt about it but uh the Eagles they're not a 32 and 16 this is just how bad the Falcons are I mean how can an offense that invests so much in their players be so fucking bad Dude, Matt Ryan is so finished 
Yeah, I don't understand you know, going to the season, handing the keys to him when they're in a position to to move in a different direction. Um, just a really bad organ, run, ran organization. And, uh, you know, just like Arthur Blank being on the sideline just to watch that that comeback firsthand. Sometimes you make bad decisions to celebrate too early. And, and I don't know. The Pitts pick is weird. I, I like him as a player. I still think his usage will get better. Um I like his tight end eligibility for what I think his eventual usage will be, but fucking Matt Ryan. And that yeah, defense they, is terrible. Yeah, we, we at least figured they would score some points. We knew that they were going to be giving up a ton. Um, you know, I actually kind of feel bad for them heading into Tampa next week. That could be what, like, maybe one of the biggest blowouts of the year, potentially. Um, but at least we know that. Uh, coming in the running, the Falcons could be drafting either Sam Howell or Spencer Rattler next year to be throwing to their young offense because they're going to be a top-two team. You'd think so, but are, are the Falcons are so ignorantly invested in Matt Ryan at this stage in his career, it's embarrassing. They should have bailed on Matt Ryan a couple years after that, sh- him shitting in the bed in that fucking Super Bowl. Matt Ryan has never been a special quarterback. I know the stats are there. And he's going to be a borderline Hall of Famer, which is a fucking travesty. <laughs> this guy's always played with elite weapons his entire career. I mean, when he came into the league, do you remember the weapons that that guy had? Like, just fresh out the gates, had Tony Gonzalez and Roddy White as his, as his two guys. Like, fucking insane. Uh, he's always been around ridiculous talent in that offense. Um, and he's overrated as fuck, and he's done. He's washed up, and this team is yeah. so bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I like them from a fantasy standpoint because I knew they'd be playing from behind, and I thought they would be. I knew they'd give up thirty-two, but I thought they'd probably score like eighteen, like, <laughs> keep it kind of close. I didn't think, I didn't realize it was just going to be an absolute blowout. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. there isn't too much to worry about with Kyle Pitts. Um, if you actually look at his usage, uh, he was on the field uh, fifth for the fifth most plays among any active tight end. So that's 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 saying something. Uh, he also ran a route 90% of Matt Ryan's dropback. So they're not using him to block, which we all knew they weren't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, Kyle Pitts, he'll have a decent year. It's just he's a rookie. He, he's going to be a good player. You just can't count on these guys. I mean, Travis Kelsey, look at his rookie year. I mean, the guys just don't materialize like that at tight end uh, early in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah again, I, I still – my whole perspective on him is viewing him as wide receiver too. Um, if that's wrong, then then yeah, his stats are going to be completely different than kind of what I expect. But the ultimate number one point is this team has so many fucking problems. You don't take a tight end at number four. Tight end number four is an absolute luxury pick. If you make a trade with somebody and you're like, you know what, we're a Super Bowl contending team, this might put us over the edge. You don't do that when you have the roster Atlanta has. Yep. And starting a uh, starting running back in this league, Mister Cordero Patterson. <laughs> Starting running back for the Atlanta Falcons, a wide receiver. That's how fucked they are. <laughs> yep. It's going to be nice uh, playing him at receiver or running back throughout this uh, this year for me. Yeah, he's a hell of a weapon. Uh, I think he, I think it's like he almost outstapped uh, uh, Mike Davis. It was kind of fun to watch when he played for the Vikings. I said for a long time, why don't we just convert this guy to a running back? Because he can't run a route. <laughs> That's his problem. He literally can't run a route. Uh, he's he's too dumb to. Uh, from 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 what I've heard, which is kind of awkward. Uh, but yeah, he, he really is. He just doesn't get it. So just put the rock in that guy's hand and watch him go though. He's such a great athlete. Yeah. Yep. So Eagles, Falcons, uh, chargers, Washington, what a game. Um, and do the chargers, ah, oh, geez, 
Like, fucking Washington fans, you need to be commending the Chargers. They just did you the biggest favor you're going to have all year long, and they took out your fucking burden that is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And say, all offseason, this guy's no good. He's never been good. He has two winning seasons in his entire career. Uh, They move on. Taylor Haneke comes in and looks fucking awesome for half. They almost come back and win. Or I mean, the Chargers had to come back and win in, in in the fourth quarter. Like, Washington could have won this game, and they're in better hands with Heineke. Like, with him taking first-team reps, this team could go far. We saw what he did in the playoffs, and then, for whatever reason, Washington decides that, you know, that wasn't enough for us to see what they did against the eventual Super Bowl champions. Um, They go with Fitzpatrick, and then he does it again, uh, you know, without the first-team reps off the bench in the second half. Just let this guy, you know, just give him a season. Show him what what he does or doesn't. If he, worst case scenario, what he sucks, and you guys draft a quarterback in top ten picks. Yeah, defense needs some. Defense is loaded. Like that, that, that's a good football team. Yeah, I mean they're good. They they do need a, a different another wide receiver to kind of help open things up. But I think um, Drew, I'm going to have to agree with you about the the Taylor Heineke uh, uh, take because. He, he, you know, we watched it last year, like that Bucks game uh, Monday night. I think he's just going to come out kind of like Minshew did last year for the season. I got nothing to lose. Let's just play ball. Let, let's shit fly, see how it goes. Um, um, big things, but, you know, kind of what we expect. Great. The, the Chargers are so good. We're a talented team. Um, and hopefully, and for Washington's sake, I'm wrong about uh, Chase Young because three tackles and not much pressure in there. It's not going to be, uh, well, good for that defense because they do have some pieces missing as well. But welcome back, Derwin James. Seven tackles, I think. Yep. Derwin James looked awesome. Uh, Justin Herbert picked up right where he left off. The guy can just sling the rock, dude. He's so good. He's such a beautiful pass. Um, he did have, you know, he had a couple mistakes, but they were minor. Uh, yeah, Taylor Heineke. Here's the thing about Taylor Heineke. First of all, he's got legs. He can move. Uh, so that's going to bode really well with these receiving uh, backs that they have. He's just exciting. He 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 can he can get out. I mean, he had almost you know, like twenty rushing yards yesterday, um, and he's he's a spark plug. It, like if if this team's gonna do anything, like people forget. Like I, people were all over just slobbing Washington's knob. Like they didn't win seven games last year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they looked great at the end of the season, but they won seven games last year, folks. Like they need something different than what they did last year. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is more the same what they had last year. These tired shitty immobile running backs that they had last year and Alex Smith and uh, what what's his tits. And then Taylor Heineke comes in, does the best performance against Tom Brady and they go away from him. Like I agree, dude. I, I, I don't understand what Washington does, but Hey, chargers saved them from themselves. Is there any chance that they go out and get another quarterback? I mean, um, obviously there, there's the cam rumblings and I, I was brought that up for, for shits and giggles before I started reading on it. Uh, you know, to you guys, but uh, I don't know. I think you. I think you have to just let it fly here for a few weeks and see how he performs, and then you can make a you know make a different decision probably after like week four. See what's going on. Does anybody throw a nicer uh, deep pass in this league than Russell Wilson? That motherfucker still he 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 developed it uh, over the course of his career. It really started to come on like his fourth season. But man, that guy throws a beautiful ball. Uh, this team, it, it could be better than a lot of people thought. Uh, the offense is 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 legit. Uh, we saw Tyler Lockett 
Four, it's such a Tyler Lockett game. Four receptions, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. Like, if that's not Tyler Lockett, I don't know what is. But that just shows you, like, Russell Wilson, if he sees Tyler Lockett and he beats his guy, Russell Wilson is going to float it right into his hands. He also has the advantage of, I know Seattle famously scripts it's like jailbreak plays when the play breaks down and Russell starts to, to roll. They have guys go to specific locations. That's why you always see, you know, Doug Baldwin in the middle of the field, Lockett in the middle of the field. Lockett still runs that route, that kind of that, that deep post route when, when shit hits the fan. And uh, Russ is going to find him on it. I mean, he, he's good for getting behind the defense on that play probably five or six times a year. Yeah, honestly, I think I was, out of all the games uh, of the week, Minnesota included, I think I was the most uh, wrong about this one. Um, I expected Indianapolis to dominate the trenches, and they did not. Uh, that's kind of what they're built on. Run the ball, stop, play good defense. Um, uh, Carson Wentz, looked, he did not look like he was ready to play football just quite yet. Uh, I think they're a team that, it could finish strong. They have some. They still have some gelling to do. But I couldn't have been more uh, more wrong about that game. Well, li- listen, uh, the the Colts. You know, pe- people like Brandon are so ready to just shit on them. Uh, Carson Wentz. You know, he's a f- fucking idiot. You know, he he missed he missed all those weeks with the ankle injury, and then he missed more time when he came back because of the uh, uh, contact tracing. Um, who knows how much that's going to happen? That had a serious effect on him. You can't tell me it didn't. I mean, any guy's going to come out looking rusty. You miss the entire preseason on your brand new team. I do think they will gel around midseason and have a really strong finish to the year. I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines is, is a ridiculous rushing duo. They complement each other so well. Um, even Jonathan Taylor catching six balls, like that's that's promising. And then Hines also catching six balls, like that's a dynamic threat. It's obvious that Wentz is just going to be dumping off to them, but – uh, the Colts wide receivers, like we mentioned in the AFC South pod, it's it's a weak crew. It's a really weak crew. It's it it could be the uh, biggest weakness of this team, without a doubt. No no doubt there at all. Their leading receiver is Jonathan Taylor with sixty yards, Naheem Hines hmm. with forty eight. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's that is a bad sign for the Colts. They, yeah, they I was never really high on the Pittman draft pick. Me um, I know people like his size. I, I'm, I haven't really been a big fan of his, even when he was at USC. Um, so that one kind of threw me off, but other than that, these are just names that you hear only when they kill you in fantasy randomly. Um, there's, they they leave so much to be desired. And unfortunately, I think out of all the, uh, uh, big name free agents out there, wide receiver is none of them. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, also the Jags and Texans game happened and that's all we have to say about that. Um, Uh, Trevor Lawrence throws a really pretty fucking ball. He, I, I don't know if you saw one of his touchdown passes, but it looked absolutely gorgeous. Um, but Urban Meyer, wow! Uh, I it's, it's gonna it's gonna take some time over there for sure. Uh, they they need a lot of help, but uh, I don't know if we should congratulate. I mean, good for Tyrod Taylor. Way to put it to him. Two guys that are, have like always been super either underrated or had, like, bad luck in the league. Both play for the Texans, Brandon Cooks and Tyrod Taylor. It's always been one thing after another. Uh, so good for them, but shame on the Texans. You should have been trying to get that number one pick because you're going to need it um, to at least get some trade capital back. But uh, it's good to see them at least play some good ball. It's just going to be fun watching Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence have to have to uh, deal with losing games. <laughs> they said it's the first, first regular season game Trevor Lawrence has ever lost. Um, I think Urban Meyer's lost like four 
or five or something like that in his entire career as a coach. Like that's that's insanity. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough losing or winning two games this year when you've experienced so much success. That's gonna be the ultimate test for this team. Um, and Houston, I mean, sh- nothing to read into this. I, the, the Jaguars are just a really bad team. Uh, like I said, I, I can see them doing exactly what the Jaguars did last year. 1-0 and then 1-15. They're still so bad. That, that'd be awesome. Because I think last year was the first time that ever happened. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think this learning year, obviously I'm, I still have uh, Lawrence as my QB too. He did finish well. He definitely had some jitters. Uh, but this year... So much to learn with all the losing. It's either it could either like break a quarterback or you know turn him into like you know Tom Brady esque. It's unfortunate that Brandon Cooks plays for Houston <laughs> because there's no chance that they'll trade him to the Colts. But the Colts could really use Brandon Cooks, and I think the Colts yeah. do end. Or I, or I think the uh, Texans end up moving him eventually. <laughs> I think it was, uh, and I'm sure Derek knows this, but uh, it was either three, it was three or four years in a row. Uh, Brandon Cooks had a thousand yards for three or four different. Like every single year, he get traded a thousand yards, moved on. I think yeah, he's dead one, year one two year stint. Last year was the first year he didn't, and he it's because he missed like six games, and he he got to like eight hundred yards. He had a thousand <laughs> yards and six touchdowns for three straight seasons, and got traded three straight seasons. <laughs> like, like how unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's just one of these guys. He seems to end up in bad situations, and then he wants out. Um, yeah, he's good though. He's good. He's fucking the guy that the worth rolling the dice on, especially if you're you know a team that's as bad at the receiving core as a Colts. But that will probably never happen. Uh, yeah. I thought the best game of the weekend was Chiefs Browns. Man, I fucking got into the Browns, but holy shit, just hang in. I know Mahomes that is game? good, but come on, man, just fucking hang in. Like they're they're always this team. Like we think they're gonna be good, but show it to us already. Win the fucking division. Beat the Chiefs. Until they do that, they're they're just the Browns, you know. Yeah, that that game on it brought like it 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 delivered everything that we were hoping for in that game. Uh, big plays, flashy plays, points, um, a lot of points. Um, Cleveland got after it. They kind of dominated up front, just like we were kind of thinking about ball control. But what a what a dynamic duo they've got there sitting with Chubb and Hunt. Uh, I think they both scored two touchdowns. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, in Cleveland fashion, it, it's always got to be something. And, uh, you know, I think that, I think it was the punter dropped it and kind of really reopened the door for um, um, the Chiefs. And I, I was reading it, some of the um, biggest bets made over the weekend. I think some better, uh, and most of them lost all these six-figure bets. But I think the one was uh, the guy put uh, 100 grand on the Browns plus eight in the second half, and they blew that 18 points. I threw 15 points, I think. But uh, you just you love seeing that kind of shit happen to Cleveland. But uh, nonetheless, they are very talented. They are going to be a pretty uh, formidable team, and they'll, they'll should be making a, a nice run uh, when it's all said and done. And then choke. <laughs> yeah, dude, Chubb looks ridiculous. Uh, and uh, but there's still the Browns, man. Until they can win these games, like I'm not, I'm not ready to even say anything about them. I mean, it was an Arrowhead. It's it's commendable, but they got to fucking win one of these games eventually. If if they want to be the team that they, they they want the respect, and until they win those games, they're not going to get it. Certainly yeah. not for me. Travis Kelsey is there any more consistent player in fantasy than Travis Kelsey? That motherfucker is insane. Yep. Yeah, it's just a guy who has a role, um, has the talent, and just a matchup nightmare. He's just he's he's really impossible to cover. Um, 
safeties are too slow, corners are too small. Like, and just how do you how do you cover that guy up? Like, you really need a guy like like a Derwin James. Like, there's like a handful, like probably three or three or four guys that could cover him. Yep, I can't, I can't wait for that matchup. Um, and uh, by the way, Asante Samuel had a good first showing um, over there. But um, yeah, the Chiefs, man. Like, I think the only year that Tyree Kill isn't just destroying the league is the year that I drafted him. Uh, when he got in trouble for beating up children, but if, you know, if you're looking at the, the stat sheet here, um, you know, minus the one crazy big broken play, eleven six three three one on one. So it's it's kind of gearing in one place. Um, Ceh did exactly what we uh, are kind of anticipating this year. Nothing, nothing you want out of your RB one. He sucks. Um, and yeah, and if you're going to be one dimensional with the passing game. You better have more people to throw the ball to. Um, yeah, but you know, like we talked about before, man, they are one Travis Kelsey injury away from being in big trouble. How can you not run with Pat when Patrick Mahomes is on your team? He sucks. I'm CH. I, people again were giving him another chance. Like, why? <laughs> he was so bad last year. Like, their their O line improved. Okay, like if you actually watched him play outside of the first week of last year, I thought he was so unimpressive the entire season. Yep. Yeah, he showed flashes opening day, but I guess as the season progressed, we just realized that was the Texans. <laughs> yep. That was just the Texans' defense being terrible. Yeah, and the only game we didn't talk about, Jets and Panthers. I mean, this game, like, uh, the fucking Panthers just went up in the first half and then just went on, just coasted. Uh, yeah. But I'll tell you, the guy the guy that I think I might be wrong about, again, speaking of how can you get fooled, how many times am I going to get fooled by Sam Darnold? Uh, he looked so good in the first half and then just so fucking average in the second half. Uh, Zach Wilson's going to be running for his fucking life all year long. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be in trouble. Uh, and I think the one that's going to be really fun to watch is going to be this first game against the Patriots because we all know that Belichick loves feasting on rookies and uh, that defense is going to – he's not going to be happy by the end of that one. Oh, he's going to eat. He's going to absolutely destroy him. Yeah, he. I just. They. I don't think that guy has much margin for error. I, I'm curious to see how he handles adversity. I feel like he's the kind of guy that'll get sacked and like yell at his offensive line. Yep. Um, I, I'm. I'm excited to see a blow up. Yep. And I'm telling you, I think he has more interceptions and touchdowns. He looks interesting. Like he, his speed stacks up. I mean, when you saw him scrambling around for his life, like he's shed a few tackles. Like there's at least some interesting things I like about Zach Wilson, but. I just, he's going to be a guy that he fucks up off the fields in some way. And, uh, God, Brigham Young, I don't know, man. <laughs> Them uh, getting sick, giving up six sacks a game is not going to be promising for, uh, that, that, that just uh, spells out short career. Just asked uh, old David Carr. Yep. Welcome to actually having to play actual defenses because that's, that's what you get when you, when you get a guy from Brigham Young. He's never played a good uh, defensive backfield in his life. All right, folks, call it. Let's go watch this game. We're not going to obviously talk about the Ravens game. We're going to go watch that shit right now. But that was Reaction Monday. Good night.